Okay, so today we've got um, Connor, we've got Ash, you know. Howdy. This 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 is what we're this is what we're doing today. Um you know, we're gonna talk about some different things. Um I don't know, Ash, Ash do you wanna kind of introduce um, yourself? I'm Sassy. No. <laughs> I'm Ash. Um and I'm the third member of the gang. Uh <laughs> <laughs> the, the third of podcast. <laughs> every, every good try uh, needs the a third wheel. Point of view um, of podcast. Well, yeah, you you definitely are now that that Connor's back in the village, being a country bumpkin. Yeah, I'm back in the yeah. country. <laughs> well, anyway. Um, this week, boys, we're going to have a little chat about um, a few different things, some completely mm. different things, to be honest. Um, so, I mean, we'll, I'll, I'll kick this off. Um, obviously, because we're, we're recording the podcast, um, we've taken our inspiration from places, uh, from different podcasts. I think um, a big one for us is probably, as it is for a lot Joe, of people, Jay Joey boy. Big boy Joe. You know, yeah. I was actually yeah, looking Harry. through... Yeah. You know, we were looking at people's Twitters earlier because uh, we were advertising this, and uh, we found Sim's old Twitter yeah. and we found Madden's old Twitter. <laughs> and I scrolled through Madden's <laughs> old tweets, and he yeah. retweeted Joe Rogan. His <laughs> first ever tweet was a retweet of Joe Rogan in like 2009, which is just what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wow! Oh my god! I might have got a bit early on that, but it was That's it was a solid really? like long... long time ago, and it was his first tweet, and it was like Joe Rogan talking about how something about a, the world is like a giant spliff or something. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, That's was that fun. before uh, Joe Rogan was even podcasting? Uh, good. Question. Um, I don't think so, but well, he's. He's done. He's done like thirteen hundred episodes now. So, oh man, okay, a hero. So that that's gotta be. I don't even know. He does one yeah. most well, days. He is the well. messiah of new media in a lot of ways. He is at the forefront, isn't he? And especially with that new Spotify deal. I mean, <laughs> that's some money. I need. I need to know how much money he's he's. Like take the, so the contract deal is apparently a hundred million, but how much goes to him? I don't know. I don't know his rights and ownage and all that. But that's a that's a big split. You say you say you don't you say you say you don't know how much goes to him, but he was running yeah. off his own back way yeah. just with. So sponsors. I imagine it's his a hundred million. <laughs> I'm assuming that Spotify have have yeah. bought Joe Rogan. Yeah. Basically, there was um, this this kind of thing came up in a conversation on another podcast I listened to, um, which didn't actually air this week. And I don't know whether it's the end of the season or they just decided not to because there's been yeah. so much going on with with uh, Kevin Star and Ethan H three H three. But Mum's basement, um, like they. They initially started up on YouTube and Spotify picked them up for an undisclosed sum of money. And now they're a Spotify exclusive. Um, so, I mean, it's like, 
are Spotify looking at sort of expanding more into the podcast business? Because I think Spot, I think Spotify have got a big dealing with Anchor, um, which is why obviously one of the first places that your Anchor podcast ends up is Spotify, yeah, which is awesome as well. As well. It's, it's awesome for people to have that um, platform. It's a great little incentive. Yeah, it definitely hundred percent. I don't a hundred percent with agree with the way that Spotify pays their artists but at the same time you know if you're not on spotify then is is your stuff really worth listening yeah. to do you know what i mean yeah there's a lot of yeah it goes a lot deeper there's a lot of controversies around you know people being paid fairly and stuff but the fact that it gives an opportunity for anyone to record a podcast like us we can record ourselves chatting and just post it up there mm. and it'd be a, a significant thing is awesome yeah yeah see that's the beauty of anchor like it's made it easy because we've always said we wanted to do this but it's made yeah. it easy for us to do this is because we don't have the equipment I'm, I'm recording this on well we're all recording this yep. on on our phones um through anchor um kind of like a a recorded conference call which if you yeah. think about it is genius um especially what we've locked down at the minute, even if we were to meet up and record, we'd have to do it outside two metres apart. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. just, it's just impractical. Exactly, it's a good option. Plus, uh, our voices would be muffled because we would have to be wearing masks as well. True. <laughs> That's true. 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 <laughs> I mean, you only have to wear a mask on public transport unless you're asthmatic and then you don't have to wear a mask, which is madness. But that's... What the fuck? That's the light. How does that make it? (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. We're going off on a tangent. Um, But, yeah, I mean, podcast-wise, I try and listen to... There's there's a specific um, sort of bunch of podcasts I listen to. Um, I'll shout them out now. I'll shout them out now. Um, no such thing as a as a fish. That's made by the QI elves. Um, that's it, there's always interesting stuff going on, on on that, and it makes me laugh as well, which is good. Um, JRE, I I'll admit I've sort of tailed off, and now I kind of pick out the ones I want to listen to. Whereas I listened up to sort of three hundred and something episodes from the beginning. Mm. Um, obviously, they're all really long as well. Uh, JRE's ones, depending oh, on who's yeah. on, it can be three um, hours, which is, which I think is part of the magic of that podcast. Yeah, exactly. I think that exactly. Um, and then Mum's basement. That was just kind of a bit of fun, really, because it was, you know, they just sort of bitch about Ethan. Yeah, that's a, whole, that's a whole. That's a whole thing. <laughs> Mostly the podcast drama. Yeah, that is. Important. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna pretend to know well, like I've, exactly what's going I've followed on it pretty those. well, but I'm obviously, I think, almost a, a little. You still don't know. What's going on. I'm a little biased, I think, because H3 podcast is close to my heart. Yeah. See, that's what um, that's what uh, Clown was saying. Uh, Colossal is crazy. He kind of sways more towards H3H3 than Ethan because he yeah. likes his work. Um which is which is fair. Um but you know 
Keemstar's job is to report drama and create drama. That's exactly. how he earns his money. So, the other one I do listen to, actually, podcast-wise, is uh, Infinite Monkey Cage with uh, I Robin Inson and Brian Cox. I haven't in a long time. It's, I, I love it. I think it's brilliant. Um, I mean, I think I'm a relatively intelligent guy, but sometimes the stuff that they talk about in that yeah. makes me feel a bit dumb. So, <laughs> but no, it's all, it's all learning. Yeah. So I like that. I like that kind of thing. I like that kind of thing. Uh, so what do I listen yeah. to? So I, yeah, I still so, watch the H3 podcast since Connor introduced me to that. I remember the first pod, podcast we watched because we watched, I watched the video and uh, yeah, I sat with Con and uh, we watched the Michael Jackson scandal H3 podcast. <laughs> and since then I've, Pretty much watched every everyone since. Oh yeah, I remember that. That was the the Jackson. What was it called? They made a documentary on it. I forget. Um, yeah, I can't remember <clears> the name <throat> of it. But yeah, when that whole scandal came out, I remember watching that with you. And yeah, so that got pretty hooked from that point. Um, well, I listened to a bit different. I listened to Off Menu, which is with Ed Gamble and James Acaster. And they um they have a celebrity on each week, and they have to give like a free course meal of like their dream food, of what they'd have. But obviously, it adds a whole flurry of conversation, you know. And they're both comedians, so it's pretty pretty good stuff. Okay, cool. Yeah, I've ne- never listened to it, so <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, it's one of them things, really. Well, I think that's kind of it that I like, listen to consistently. I think, but now, <laughs> like when you think about it, you can't remember, can you? Well, no, this is the problem. You uh, <clears throat> you, you try and sort of go over exactly what it is that you like about something, and then you kind of just like. Uh, well, I think that's because for me, like the beauty <laughs> of a podcast is I use it as like background a lot of the time. Like I'm paying attention, but it's just easy easy listening for me a lot of the time it's i'm probably doing something else whilst i listen yeah see i am i usually have it on when i'm driving so i'll have a podcast on while i'm driving to a job or first thing in the morning or sort of last thing on the way home so um but it's nice because my job gets pretty lonely like i don't work with anyone so you know, it's 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 nice to hear voices sometimes. Yeah. The ones that are inside my head. So, uh, next topic: mental health. Oh boy! <laughs> you see, they they say from a political standpoint, they say that the older you get, the more conservative you become. And you know what? As I've gotten older, the more I feel I've become more liberal. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's just, I think. Um... I, th- I don't know. As I've gotten older, I think I've become more right. compassionate because now life isn't easy. When you get to this point, you know, you're working, you're working as hard as you can to provide for your family. And 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 sometimes it, it, it only just pays the bills, you know. And, yeah, I've, I feel like I've become more compassionate in more recent years than yeah. even, say, the last 10 no, it was a time where I thought, well, if it's not to do with me, then right. fuck everyone else, you know. 
Um, I've got to look after me, but I'm, I don't, I don't think, I think like that, that anymore. Um, I'm definitely, definitely more yeah, considerate I, I can, I, I can empathise with that feeling as well. And I've been there before. Personally, and I'm not, I think personal and politically is different, but that whole feeling of like, well, kind of fuck everyone else. I, I've got to look after myself because things are fucking tough for me. But I think that, I think with time to educate yourself, you can kind of see, and I think that's where we're at, is like, looking out for yourself doesn't and only yourself doesn't actually benefit yourself <laughs> without like community and without looking after each other your life doesn't actually get better if you look out for your mm. own person you know you have to be it has to be good for everyone yeah. for it to be good definitely so covid is still a massive thing obviously we're still in some kind of in the UK is still in some kind of half-assed, unlocked lockdown that is lockdown but isn't lockdown. Don't go, go to, to work, work if you can go to yeah, work. it's just don't, a mindfuck time. Don't right go now, to work, but do. To be honest. But make sure... Intentionally confusing is what I think. But we we know that it's confusing for a reason, basically. Let's be honest ourselves. I mean, I'm just looking at the map now and considering our local paper has said that Wellingborough and Northampton are, no, sorry, Kettering and Northampton are um, hotspots, we're kind of just given Northamptonshire as a whole. That's 1,556 cases, um, but it doesn't give you any recovered cases, uh, recovered numbers, and it doesn't give you any fatal numbers, which frankly is disturbing the fact that it doesn't give you any other numbers about recovered and fatal just shows that the numbers, I don't think the numbers I, can really be trusted because they're just picking. Yeah, I pick. think for a while now, the numbers we are being given numbers in certain ways to a certain narrative. That's what I personally think is they're being very careful with what numbers they choose to release on what day and things like this Definitely. and what stats they I let also us have. seem to be yeah. like reading um, on a daily basis I'll check the updates on COVID and they're always I'll seem to read an article that says one thing and then I'll read another article that was published on the exact same day from another source of media that will completely contradict right. what I've just read so I'm like Actually, I have no idea. Like, I genuinely just yeah. don't have a clue what's going on anymore because one one company is telling me one thing, and then I'm reading another thing that's saying something completely different, and it's just like, you know, it, it, are we okay or not? Like, I don't know anymore. <laughs> See, I'm just looking at the numbers here. Like, well, we we passed forty thousand. Uh, yeah, we're currently around forty six thousand, I believe. Um, let me go back to the tab. Uh, oh no, sorry. Um. United Kingdom cases, sorry, I was wrong. It's four, currently 40,261, which is up 357 right. today. Which is, like. I think, more than Europe uh, or the EU as a whole, right? That was the case yesterday. Anyway, that's the figure I was taking that from. Yeah, the figure that we were given by the BBC, I believe, um, was that the EU 27 had less in total than the UK did. So we've got 40,261. Belgium's got like just over 9,500 deaths. Um, and then it's kind of, for some weird reason, they've kind of split up some countries and not others. So you hover over France and it gives you the total. 
See, France itself has got 29,111. I'm not entirely sure how true that graphic was from the BBC. Hmm. I have no clue. I know the source was uh, BBC Newsline, so... Yeah, see, I don't, I don't think that's correct because France, it says here, fatal, 29-111, and then uh, Lombardy in Italy, it's like Lombardy alone is 15,116. So, what was that date? Was that the daily? Uh, or... Yeah, that was that day. I believe it was Wednesday night. I don't even know what day it is. Lockdown is weird. So it's it's entirely it's entirely possible. I'm no expert. I just say it as a secret, to be honest. Um, but yeah, it's weird because some of them aren't giving me. Some are giving me some numbers. Some are giving me like not others. Um, but I mean, the, the, by the hugest margin, the biggest goal is is New York. Um, with a roughly three hundred seventy-six thousand cases alone, um, and twenty-four thousand one hundred seventy-five deaths. That's a lot. That's a lot of people. But it, I mean, it's a highly populated. Well, New York City is a highly populated area. Um, yeah, I just think I but, think we're being in, intentionally confused. So um, I think there was an attempt to change the narrative from. It being because I I think especially when the lockdown was at its strictest, there was very much a narrative of um, like it was kind of like again a war against the virus. Like we had a Queen's speech, Boris did his you know well structured speeches about passion and pride and being British, you know, and we will beat it together. It was a very together camaraderie tone, I think, and I think it's very much diverted to a. Mm you do you and if you get sick you're to blame for being sick you should have been acting we told you you know look yeah. after yourself stay alert and i think there was a very intentional change and i think there was a few distraction pieces look i don't think i think the dominic cummings leak was leaked at a very interesting time and i think it was intentionally done so um yeah yeah i don't know i i mean the r today is Above one I mean, in we, the northwest, isn't it? And the, even in the conference, uh, the daily conference, they yeah. See, the, this they is the thing off, that like, I really don't understand is that when fine. we kind of first went into lockdown, they made it very, very clear that the the kind of like deciding factor on everything would was the R number, and they specifically said if it's anywhere near one or yeah, over, and they made the level like, system. It's strict lockdown, and now like top uh, government, you know, advisory yeah. scientists are saying like you need to fucking hold fire on ease in lockdown. And they're not they're not acknowledging their own like top yeah, well, advisors on the map. Well, they made a five-level system, didn't they? And they said it was our own system in the UK and it was how we understand where we're at. They said we're still in level four, hopefully approaching level three where they can open shops. Now, the shops are already opening and we're not in level three yet. <laughs> and discussions of pubs and full lockdown being eased is happening. And shielded people can go outside and stuff and that's level one stuff according to their own yeah. graph that's their own table sorry so you know me neither i just don't understand i really don't i think i guess the, I, I think they're putting the economy no economy it, over people is what I, I had happening. a feeling that that would because happen eventually it's very interesting 
yeah, those that was always going to be the. You look at all of um, the conservatives, sort of their their funding and you know their donations and everything. Yeah. They're all big business. You know, it's of course they're going to look after their mates first. That's just. But you know, I do I do feel that we've kind of been led on a wild goose chase. Um, the whole the whole idea was to flatten the curve, which is now not ever been said again. Um, and I'm looking at the the graph, and the curve is is it's not really yeah. flattening. Looking at it, I mean, you only get to see half of it because we're not all the way through it yet, but we're still there's still over 300 people dying per day that's not flattening the curve that's the infection rate in this country (laughs) is insanely high compared to other countries and um i think the really crazy thing is you see other countries with like a couple of fatalities a day like italy i don't know what they're like now but you know they're only just opening shops and things they were always a couple of weeks ahead of us that's what they always said and now we're easing at the same pace as them yeah almost day to day but we've got thousands of new yeah. cases and hundreds of deaths you know, a day still. Like, and it's just... What really confused There's a reason we're number... We, we were, we're second late on to, that table. lockdown, weren't we, as well? We were very late. So why are we oh, so... Yeah, really like, trying to get this over and done with, like, considering how late we were. But they, they told us that we locked down too late. It's all economy. The, uh, yeah, it's it's all skewed. the the news The news is all skewed. The numbers are all skewed. The excuses are uh, they're, they're, well, they're just that. Um, Matt Hancock was supposed to bring out the track and trace app. Well, he's already over his deadline, which is um, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, that's four months away. What good is that to us? And also, in, I think. Or, in, have you seen them? So they've said. In, I think we said earlier that they've said now that from the 15th whatever you'll have to wear masks on transport but it, it should be surely now. if that's the yeah, case yeah, exactly. it should be from now if the, it should be why haven't they put that in that say oh f- you know from now you have to have the masks on but we will be putting the like the rules in place enforced kind of Dude, fines a, whatever from monday it's a cop Do you know what i mean but just sure tell people like oh you have to wear a mask it's a, just a bizarre the whole thing, thing. Yeah. especially when you think, like I live in London, and That's the dead. idea of going on public transport right now is you would only be doing it if you had to, if you have to go to work on public transport, you know, and um, they should be, the government should surely be prioritising the safety of those people that aren't, don't have the privilege of working from know, home, um, you know? and that's just the problem. I mm, think they've, yeah, they've, they've saying, thrown that working class you, the, the, the entire time has been those grafters at the bottom, those people that have to go out and work, they can't be locked down and work their cushy office job from home. They've been the test, basically. You've been, no. you, you go out and carry on working if you've got a, but if you can stay at home, stay at home. Not everyone's got that luxury, you know? People like me, we're the, we're the litmus test. Yeah. We go out, uh, and if we die, then it's not yeah. safe. And you can't just, just, just ticking um, over, you know? Ticks over, no issues. Oils are like... Minus, minus value per barrel, which is hilarious. Insane. Um, Let's invest. So fuel, fuel has dropped. Yeah, um, but you know, it's 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 not going to be like that forever. Um, and you know, 
things tend to drop before they increase drastically. Yeah, I mean, so... I don't know what's going to happen. Like, oh, did you man. see the um, Russian oil spill yesterday? Which is insane. And that's another yeah. big thing about this spill thing. whole thing. And obviously there is massive important topics being spoken about at the moment anyway. But a big thing is climate change in the next 10 years. And, you know, I think lockdown has definitely brought that to light in some ways and how we might have to change the way we live and things. Because we've, we've got a big 10 years coming up. Because, you know, 2030, there will be irreversible damage. I, I agree I agree somewhat, but I also feel like um, this whole thing has kind of pushed that to the back of everybody's minds because it was True. only like three months ago that Greta Thunberg was trying to bring yeah. these things to our attention and then you had all the the uh, all the people with lower IQ going, oh, you know, I'll do I think I also I probably um, see things through a rather filtered perspective because of like, you know, like the algorithms of social media. So like I see <laughs> certain things all the time and I'm like, oh, great. I just read an article about how, you know, the lockdown show and we can have system change for the planet and things. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> but yeah, he, it's not. I think the, the biggest issue, the biggest issue of social media is yes, that we're all stuck I mean. in our own yeah, echo chambers. I, nine times out of set, 10, see stuff yeah. that I agree with. Like, well, they have, it's, um, so it gives me the impression, gives me the impression yeah. that everybody else agrees with me. And it's well, not Adam Kurt true. That's not true. documentary called Hypernormalization. Yeah. And uh, he goes into how it's a proven admitted thing that facebook will show you content maybe it wasn't facebook i should say social media shows you content that obviously caters to you and it's not an inherently evil thing necessarily but it's if i follow jeremy corbyn i am obviously they know that the things i like to see are certain things so they just push promote that because they you want to see that and i can kind of understand that and certainly experience yeah. that a lot and a good examples were obviously brexit with I was I obviously was I was a dead set that Remain was happening because my whole cir circle and social media was all Remain the entire time, and um, yeah, and the same with you the most recent election. I was absolutely certain Corbyn was going to get it by a landslide, yeah. which obviously now in hindsight yeah. was probably rather naive because I look outside of my lovely East London bubble and see that it probably wasn't as <laughs> as closest it was, I always thought it was going to be but you know so you got I remember you got to remember you you being in East London you're in oh, a nice yeah. red bubble down there um what you forget is that back up here at, at oh, home blueies. we're surrounded in a oh. sea of blue and yeah we're surrounded by gammon and you know just this working class Tory mindset i am um, I, I really want to know what people me think about the um, whole, uh we're gonna help but, boris johnson and stuff, which I, i'm actually really really surprised that he's come to this and i'm actually like it's the first thing i think he's done where i'm actually like you know what boris you like that's a good fucking move is to um help out with the whole visas for three million hong kong citizens because if the cpc uh, do pass the law where they gain uh, control of Hong Kong um, they won't want to live there anymore I mean hence why the riots like they, they've made it clear that they do not right. want mainland well, that's, that's control yeah. that's Hong that. Kong so. yeah I read that article you sent us and um... well it was it was yeah. originally a deal between the British and the Chinese, wasn't it? That Hong right. Kong remains an independent state, and now the CPT. I really, really uh, they want control of Hong Kong as part of mainland, and it's just not going to go. Why they want to do this suddenly? 
No, we're going back to entertainment. Um, no, oh, I didn't get to watch Ad Astra um, because the app that I use, which is generally pretty good, I believe you've used it before as oh, well. Uh, just watch. I typed in typed in Ad Astra. It said it's available on Amazon Prime streaming service. I wouldn't have to pay for it. It was part of the package. I was like, brilliant. Went on Amazon Prime on my chosen device, and and it it wasn't available to stream. I could See, only Prime does buy that. It. I've had that so problem too. Like, I think there's a. It must be an algorithm thing or something with, or the mechanics broke with just watch and Amazon it, it, because if because you can buy stuff off yeah. of the Prime obviously, but it doesn't. It's not included in the package deal. And I've had that before where I've been like, oh, sick that film that I wanted to watch is on Prime, and it actually cost you ten pounds or whatever. But when I look. When I look back, when I look back at Just Watch, and it said that it was available on Amazon, when I tapped it, thinking it would take me to Ad Astra, it didn't. It took me to a yoga video. So basically, it's picked up the wrong video, and then thinks that Ad Astra is available on Prime, which it isn't. Which Did you do I the yoga kind of video? About. So <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh well, um, fate has brought yeah. me to this. <laughs> Gemma, I'll be up in an hour. Oh no. No, but I mean, what what I do want to talk about, um, it's kind of, it's, it's a few years old now, um, but you know, I feel like it should be mentioned because we use we use some of the music for the podcast, and that is um, Bojack Bojack Horseman uh, on Netflix. Um, my favorite episode out of all six seasons was season three, episode four, Fish Out of Water. And it is simply the fact that you have like five minutes of dialogue, not even five minutes of dialogue, the first five minutes, and then the last like ten seconds or whatever it is. But that, that, that in, almost entire episode is just no spoken word and music, and it was just—it's the most incredible piece of yeah, animated television I've ever seen. It really is incredible, um, and I can't recommend it highly enough. I've watched. Um, yeah, I've watched all of uh, it. Jesse Novak. I've watched the first couple Such of seasons, and um, to be honest with you, it's I love it. I think it's brilliant, but uh, struggled with it when your your mental health maybe not so good. It's quite existential, <laughs> and um, yeah, I found yeah. it. You know, so I found it quite difficult to watch sometimes. The the penultimate episode. Is, it is very difficult to Which watch. is brilliant. Um, I think it's incredible, but it's hard. Yeah, it's fantastic. For an, for, I said to someone when I was watching that, I said, how can a cartoon horse yeah. make me feel things? Um, yeah, it's, it's a wild show. Uh, if anybody hasn't seen it and anybody actually listens to this, uh, I recommend it. It's not just a show about a cartoon horse with a drinking problem. Um, it is more than that, but I mean, uh, yeah, that's the general gist. But you know, you know what I mean, uh, what about you guys? What are you, what are you thinking, entertainment-wise? Podcasting a damn lot, to be honest with you. A lot of YouTube. My quarantine has been full of YouTube videos rather than actual substantial, significant content. It has been so much trash. <laughs> that's always good. Can't have you seen any good films? We should maybe talk about favorite films. Well, you you guys know what my favourite film is. Care to so, care to share, share to care. Uh, my favourite film is a Christopher Nolan modern classic. Nearly three hours of 
of pure ecstasy for me, and that is Matthew McConaughey. All right, in, all right, all right. Yeah, that that film is just like literally one of the best things I've ever seen. Um, I I can't even explain how much I love that film. Um, and I remember trying to get you guys to watch it, and you're all like. We're doing this instead of something else right now. Oh, I and watched I was, it. I remember so I had good. a night to, to myself in my, one of my flats, one of the many London Life flats. And um, I, like I set it mm. up with a brilliant sound system and just sat and watched it in the darkness on like a Friday night on my own. And it absolutely blew me away. I thought it was brilliant. It just yeah, gave it, it had, it had that brilliant so space good. Odyssey vibe that I feel like so many space films have tried to capture. And I feel like it, it, it managed it. Do you know what I mean? Definitely. So, uh, yeah, what about your movie, Connor? Okay, so I recently... What, are we talking about favourite movies of all time or films that we've seen recently? Sorry. Uh, we went with, with favourites. Okay, well, I'm going to talk about a film I saw recently. Uh, and then if it's too long or whatever, I'll, I'll tell my favourites another time. But uh, So... Two nights ago, I watched a movie called uh, No Country for Old Men, okay. which is directed by the Coen brothers, um, which I think Ash will agree do some of the best films for sure. Like those guys, the directors are just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, they've done The Big Lebowski, Fargo, things like that. Um, and the, this film in particular, I was not expecting at all. I think like typically they always kind of, have this weird sort of goofball humour to their movies. Mm. Um, where yeah, this is there to a certain extent, but the the storyline, uh, I've never been so gripped with a film. Like, I've been longing for an experience like this for a while, and I think the last time I had it was when I saw Parasite for the first time. Oh, yeah. Um, and this one in particular, like, I've never felt that much anxiety while watching a movie. Wow. I felt like I was fully engrossed in the world that they created. And I don't want to spoil anything for you guys. I think you should definitely watch it. I'd highly recommend it to both of you. Uh, but the premise of it is, is that there is a a man that comes across a suitcase with $2 million in it. And he's not like the brightest guy in the world, but he's pretty like, he's a, he's a badass. He's sort of like a, you know, he, he hunts animals or, or whatever, that okay. kind of thing. It's very redneck style, you know, set in uh, Texas in the 80s, I believe. But they do a really good job of keeping it not sort of periodic, like period correct. Like you don't watch it and think to yourself, this is in the 80s. It's very sort of, you could watch it and honestly think it's now. Like you wouldn't really, unless you pay attention to like their cars, but there's no kind of like cheesy new wave kind of vibe to it. It's like timeless. It's timeless, yeah. So anyway, this guy finds $2 million and he thinks, holy shit, like I can just get away with it. Um, And it's like a drug deal gone wrong where, you know, there's just loads of bodies and there's a suitcase lying around and he picks it up and he's like, wow, there's a load of money in here. So he decides to take it. But obviously there's a hitman that's been hired to collect that money back. And it's basically the whole film is a cat and mouse chase. And it's, it's absolutely excellent. Like the the uh, protagonist in it is one of the most terrifying characters wow. I've ever seen in a film. Like he's an absolute psychopath. 
to the point where he has no moral compass and he will decide on somebody's like life if they should live or die at a flip of a coin and he will not ask them he will ask them to call whether it's heads or tails after he flips a coin and put their own life in the hat like it's just wild absolutely wow. wild I'll nice. watch it yeah, yeah I, I don't even think I've done it any justice explaining it to you guys. Oh, I just I, think you need to watch it. I fully believe you. Coen Brothers are responsible for some of my favourite films of all time. Uh, Big Lebowski obviously being my <laughs> number one film, I think. Definitely I, one of those watch films. I, I film. think you're, you will change your mind about Interesting. That did you ever see this. Did you ever see like Inside Lewin Davis? No, I did not. That's worth a watch. But that came out a few years ago. But I really, I think it came at a time when I was moving around and stuff. And it very much had that kind of dialogue of, um, like, I guess, not knowing where home is. and things, You know, it's like just, it's set in the 60s. It's about a musician, like, kind of Bob Dylan-esque, who just wasn't in the right place at the right time. Like, phenomenal musician, you know, playing the scene and just, just doesn't make it. And it's like about his yeah. life, like the the underdog that just doesn't. What if, what if there isn't like the happy ending of like the Bob Dylan fame? Okay. I'm surprised I haven't watched that yet. I've definitely heard you talking about it. Before. Yeah, it's great. Well, I can't think of other films I've done off the top of my head. Obviously, Fargo. Uh, yeah, Fargo. I will say this about No Country for Old Men. One of the things that probably makes the movie even more gripping is that there's basically no soundtrack at oh. all. There's no music, so that's such, it feels like you are there. That's such an interesting take as well, because Coen Brothers really, I think one of the special things they have is that their soundtracks are always outstanding. Yeah, I think. no, they've done a complete 180, and I wow. think you'll, you'll know what I'm on about when you watch it, and you're like, you, it's a subconscious thing where because there's no music, you just feel like you're there. You are yeah. watching it, and it's terrifying. Kyle, did you, did you see Parasite? No, I didn't. No, um, it's definitely on the list. Um, But as you know, I don't get an awful lot of time to watch movies, so I try and I'm packing up from like, (laughs) yeah, Yeah, for sure. But yeah, that's definitely worth a watch. That really, like you, whilst watching, I kind of felt like, wow, this is this is a film that everyone has to see. You know, it's one of them. I've definitely heard good things. Like, I don't think I've heard a bad thing said about it. To be honest, oh, it's one of the only times in like recent. Like I guess the last couple of years of watching films that I've been on the edge of my seat and not known what was going to happen. Like I actually felt that tension. Like it's mm-hmm. the tension in that film is so well done that you have you just have no clue where the film's going the whole time. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Okay, well that's it for this week. Um, thanks guys. Um, and well, Connor, I'll speak to you next week. Ash, we'll see what we well, can yeah, do. Yeah, I'll hopefully speak to you next week. Fingers crossed, man. Take care, guys. Peace. They promise education, but really they give you tests and scores. And they predict in prison population by who's going the lowest. And usually the lowest scores, the poorest, and they look like me. And every day on the evening news, they feed you fear for free. And you so numb, you watch the cops choke out a man like me. Until my voice goes from a shriek to whisper, I can't breathe. And you sit there in the house on couch and watch it on TV. The most you give is a Twitter rant and call it a tragedy. But truly the travesty, you've been robbed of your empathy Replaced it with apathy, I wish I could magically Fast forward the future so then you can face it and see how fucked up it'll be I promise I'm honest, they coming for you the day after they coming for me 
I'm reading Chomsky, I'm reading Bukowski, I'm laying low for a week. I said something on behalf of my people and I popped up in WikiLeaks. Thank God that I'm covered, the devil can smother and you know the evil don't sleep. Dick Gregory told me a couple of secrets before we lay down in his grave. All of us serve the same masters, all of us nothing but slaves. Never forgetting the story of Jesus, the hero was killed by the state.